your Locked On Avalanche, your daily podcast on the Colorado Avalanche. Part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. All right, Avalanche fans, welcome to the Locked On Avalanche podcast, part of the Locked On Podcast Network, your team every day. I'm your host, Chris Maselli. With another episode of the podcast dedicated to your Colorado Avalanche. And on today's episode, our free agent of the day will be Pierre Edward Belmar. We'll talk about him. And we will also discuss this whole Nazem Kadri uh, rumor going around uh, that not only is he possibly, you know, on the trade market, well, I don't even say he's on the trade market, a team that might be interested the Ottawa Senators. So it seems to be making the rounds, and uh, we'll talk about why that it could happen, uh, why it might not happen, and not only, you know, would it benefit Ottawa, but what would the Avalanche get in return? And that's the big thing. If you heard me talk uh, about the the, the website who had the Oilers uh, trade for Comfer, uh, there was, in within the article, there was no return. Uh, so I kind of want to dig into that to see if Ottawa has any, because they have a good prospect pool. So it's not out of the realm of possibility that it could happen, but will it? We'll have to wait and see. But first things first, follow the show on social media outlets on Twitter, L-O-P-N underscore Avalanche on Instagram, Locked on Avalanche, and send questions, comments, concerns, opinions to Locked on Avalanche at gmail.com. Do you think Kadri could be on the move and could be he be on the move to Ottawa? But first, we're going to do our free agent of the day with Pierre Edouard Belmar. And, you know, this is one of those guys who you love him because he's a fun-loving guy. And he is great in the locker room. He keeps things loose. And, you know, from a fan standpoint, um, you love having guys like him around. Now, is that enough for the Avalanche to want to bring him back. He wasn't making a ton against the cap, so that is very friendly for the Avalanche, and it's not like he was putting up numbers where he's going to demand any sort of increase. I know I I don't have the exact number in front of me. I think it was in the one-and-a-half range, I want to say. I'll look it up, but he was in that area. And is he worth that? Uh, you know, I don't. I think he could put up better numbers if there was a little bit more stability around him. He was the only thing stable on that fourth line. You know, he he played fifty three games this season, and you know, just look at the the injuries going on all around him, and even to the point where in the playoffs he was flanked by two rookies in Newhook and Ranta. And that's not taking anything away from those two guys. They're going to be great players, but they're they're at the beginning of their career where Pierre-Edward Belmar is in the twilight of his career. He's 36 years old right now. That's another thing. The Avalanche don't have a lot of guys that rival his age. Uh, so is that a reason why they move on and get the youth movement in? I think this could be the the perfect scenario for the Avalanche to say, what he has given us on the ice, we can get that in one of our our young guys. And you would save a little bit of money. It's not like you're you're gonna be saving, you know, three, four million dollars. 
So that is another cog in the wheel here. Like, do do they want to bring him back because he's not soaking up a lot of cap room and have that veteran presence on the ice and in the locker room? Or do you want to save $500,000, $750,000 and bring up one of the young guys who could potentially maybe, as far as numbers go, put up more than what Belmar has? Because, you know, while he played 53 games, uh, nine goals and two assists on the season. So 11 points, again, coming from that that fourth line predominantly. Uh, but good penalty killer. You know, he, they, he was out, out there all the time on the penalty kill. But and so that's what they use him for. They're not looking for him to, to you know, uh, be. You don't look for fourth line guys to, you know, be 30 goal scorers or anything like that. Uh, but when you're on a team like the Avalanche and, and, and scoring and speed is kind of like your forte, um, you would like to see a little bit more out of him. And he's struggled to start the season. Did not score. Again, season started January 13th. Did not score until February 27th, which, again, was my birthday. So thank you for the birthday present, Belly. Uh, but it, And then after that, he went another two, four, six, eight games before scoring again. So that's a that's a lot of games to only have two points. Granted, they're both goals, but uh, where do you go? Where do you go from here? I absolutely love the guy. Uh, I've said it before. The soundbite for him thinking they were actually playing on Lake Tahoe is the most genuine uh, soundbite I think I've ever heard, and and that's what makes him fun. His it's kind of like bowling into guys during like warmups. Uh, that doesn't get old. It seems like the, the guys enjoy when he does stuff like that and his chest bumps before they leave the ice. He's a guy you want around, and and he, he's one of those guys. I mean, he'll, if he doesn't play with the Avalanche, he's going to go on to play somewhere else. He's still got some life left in him. But I I hope you know once his career is over, they bring him back in some capacity for some some front office gig. Uh, just because he is so likable and so relatable. But you can't sign guys just because of that. You have to sign guys uh, that, that to produce. Uh, and as far as filling up the stat sheet goes, he doesn't do that, but he does other things. You know, he's, he's a good defender. So, you know, that's stuff that doesn't show up really in the stat sheet. Um, and his penalty kill is, is much loved by the abs so there are things about him that they will miss if he doesn't sign if he does and he comes back i think he could put up better numbers like i said if he has more stability uh, in his line mates and you're not gonna have to overpay to get him back so this is another guy i could see going either way and this is you know there's only a few guys on here that i think the avalanche are just completely going to move on from everybody else i I could see both happening. And you know Joe Sackick likes to keep uh, cohesion and continuity. And he likes to keep these guys around. So would not surprise me at all if Sackick threw out, uh, even even if it's a one-year contract, uh, like he did with Tyson Jost. Not a, not a prove, prove it or show me contract. Just you're 36 years old. You know, you're, you're, I'm not going to give you a, a two- or three-year contract because – if it's a three-year contract, that last contract, he, he he's not going to be anywhere near what he is now. When you're as old as he is and the years start ticking off, 
the, the type of player that he is, so does you know the results. So could they give him a one-year deal, million bucks, go have fun? I could see that happening. Uh, but again, the Avs have a lot of prospects waiting to take over, and he might be a casualty of that. I don't know. We'll have to see. Um, so I hadn't planned on this because I did not hear back from them, but I did throw out a message to the guys over at Locked On Senators because I wanted to talk to them about the Nazem Kadri uh, deal, what they've heard on their end, um, and and they know their stuff. They are very well in tuned with the Ottawa Senators. And as I'm recording this segment, they got back to me. We're going to hook this up. So uh, I'm going to tell you guys about Bet Online, and then I'm going to have, I think it might just be one of them, but uh, somebody from Lockdown Senators is coming on to give us uh, the front line uh, goings on with the Ottawa Senators. And if they really are interested in Kadri, or is this just, you know, fan filter nonsense? We'll find out after we hear from betonline.ag, the fastest and easiest way to bet on all of your sports action. Baseball season's in full swing. Hockey has got their final four. The Stanley Cup is around the corner. And so is the NBA Finals. And even UFC and MMA action, if you want to bet on that stuff, you can track all the action at betonline.ag. Get all the latest news, odds, and info for all your sporting bets and needs. Before the next pitch or puck drop, or three-pointer, head over to Bet Online on your laptop or mobile device. Check out all the great sporting news, sign-up bonuses, and contest information. Don't sit on the sidelines anymore. This is your chance to get into the games as your teams make their playoff runs. When you head to the website to sign up or use your mobile device to sign up, you will receive a 50% welcome bonus with your first deposit when you use the promo code Locked on. It's betonline.ag, your online sportsbook experts. All right. Uh, I'm going to set this bad boy up, and uh, we will be back with uh, one of the guys from Locked on Senators. Talk some Nazim Kadri. All right, everybody. So uh, welcome back. And this is like a quickly thrown together kind of crossover segment uh, with Ross. And I already forgot your last name. <laughs> Levitan. There you go. Ross from Locked On Senators. And I reached out to him because I, I kept hearing this stuff on Nazem Kadri. And in the offseason, you always get these stories and players could be moving and you don't know the validity of any of it. And, you know, the, the Locked On Senators guys have their finger on the pulse of what's going on with the team. So I just shot him a quick message and Ross responded and is like, uh, let's do this right now. So, uh, He's here, and let's – well, I guess, first of all, because we have not done a crossover. So please do a brief introduction to you and uh, your team over there at Lockdown Sens. Yeah, well, there's never a dull day in Sens land. Like t- uh, today, the all-time leading games played, Chris Phillips of franchise history, left the organization in the alumni seg- segment. The oh, Eugene Melnick just keeps things interesting all day, every day. So there, there's a story brewing there, but off season, you know, there's extra time to think about rumors. And when the owner goes on a podcast and addresses that we're going out to get a veteran first line center and a top four right-hand defenseman, 
then automatically you narrow down the list of guys you're interested in. So at Locked On Senders, I mean, last year we were fired up having picks three and five in the draft. It made for some content. I know you had your team in the bubble, but for us, we went 310 days without Sens hockey. <laughs> so that was 179 episodes, and we oh. uh, must have talked about Tim Stutzla and 160 of them. <laughs> so the rebuild is still in its infancy, although right now you're seeing all the pieces starting to come together. And it was exemplified by after the trade deadline, Ottawa winning 10 of their last 13 games, second hottest team in the league at that point, yet still missed the playoff by eight. So it shows how far out they were to begin things. And now seeing the success that the Canadians are having, you look and Ottawa won six out of nine games against them this year. That's right. So what could have been or what could be going forward? But yeah, it makes sense that Nazem Kadri with one year left on his contract, the playoff continuous now i'm in toronto so i know all about Kadri's antics in the playoffs from <laughs> days gone by but it seems like he just can't keep his nose out of trouble and you know what i'm going to say that's something that ottawa values in a player so that could make these rumors that much richer and then you know what if he gets suspended in the playoffs for ottawa it means he helped get them there so it wouldn't <laughs> be the worst thing in the world that's that's i love the angle that you took on that very so i mean is this is uh a legit story you think i mean do, do you think that people are kind of just throwing this out because of the issues that he's had uh and, and just what happened with him in colorado and, and in colorado land it's it's kind of up in the air people are people want to keep him but they're like is he a liability now so i get why his name is being thrown out there uh do you think there is do you really think that that ottawa might make a serious run at trying to acquire him this is going to sound so sad, but the first question you always ask when Ottawa is going to acquire a player is his salary next year less than his cap hit? Because we know Ottawa loves those guys. It's it's tough that it has to come down to it, but no, in Kadri's case, I mean, he's on a value contract anyways, four and a half million next year. There's a great story going back to the NHL draft in 2009 when Brian Murray, the late great Brian Murray, then GM of the Ottawa Senators, was on the floor with Brian Burke. Now, the eighth overall pick's about to be made. Toronto has eight. Ottawa has nine. And it's just two hockey guys talking, right? Murray and Brian Burke been in the league forever at that point. And Burke just goes, no, Kadri's my guy, after Murray said, I want him. So he was mm. that close to being an Ottawa senator. They obviously went with Jared Cowan, not the best pick uh, at nine afterwards. But from that day on, he's always been on the Sens radar because that was one of those NHL mic'd up moments. So everyone knew about it that summer that Caudry was that close to being a senator. So then you have the Battle of Ontario. He becomes a villain in that rather quickly, if you know the style of play that he brings the lineup game in, game out, that intensity. He had a couple of great run-ins with Zach Smith. They threw the knuckles a few times. And then you, you see him grow in his career. He gets 30 goals that one season. And my question to you is, can he get back to that offensive level? We know he didn't get first power play opportunity like he did in Toronto, but you think, He's still, I mean, he's on, on the other side of 30 right now. Is right. this something where, as an Avalanche fan or as the organization, do you think they're looking for a package for him? Do you think it's going to be more of a hockey trade, like how they got them for Tyson Berry? Like, what what are you hoping to receive in a trade like that? I was going to ask you that. Like, what what is, <laughs> what is available? Like, what, what would Ottawa be willing to give up? Uh, and, and to kind of go, you know, to your question, like, can he be that guy? I think you hit it on the head. It's like, he's on, you know, he's in the thirties now. So 
is this where he starts to regress when it comes to point production, but he can still give you that hard nosed player, which he is going oh, to be. Yeah. The guarantee, abs- guarantee right. he would wear a letter if he came to Ottawa. That's he played under DJ Smith as well. Another connection. Uh, DJ Smith was the assistant in Toronto for ever, uh, the final three seasons. The Kadri was there. So again, there's that sort of connection. You look at Kadri. He's got a 10 team, no move clause. I think he's definitely got some sort of trade protection. So, it would take that little bit of convincing, but I think DJ Smith has it for him there. Mm-hmm. Now, will that familiarity get him back to the player he once was? I don't know. But like you said, man, he brings more than just scoring to the lineup. So right. there is that to hang his hat on. And the abs need that. The abs don't have a lot of players like him that are a physical type of player. Uh, so losing him, you know, who who would replace him would not be as far as the youth movement goes, not someone that is as physical as him. So they lost Zadorov, which was definitely a physical presence. If they lose Kadri, that's two seasons in a row. You've lost kind of like your brute. Uh, yeah. And and who replaces it? I don't know. But he he did get, you know, Bednar changes lines all the time. And he did get some top uh, penalty uh, power play unit uh, lines every once in a while. Um, but his his end of the season was he was a ghost man like people were mm. looking forward to his uh postseason because that's where kind of he shines yeah and you know he he was he was nowhere to be found the last month of the season but he was getting a pass because people were like hey, we're just waiting for the playoffs where he <laughs> and then he nails a guy in the head and doesn't have any playoffs no, so, no. um but but what would yeah i mean what do you think that ottawa would give up for him i know the avalanche they don't they have three draft picks in this year's draft. They gave up a lot to get Taves. Uh there was other moves that they made. So they have a first, a third, and a seventh, and that's it. So yeah, would it would uh, it be players or a combination of players and some pick? Like what would it be? The the one thing I'm having trouble thinking is a player that would help the Avalanche right now. I, I don't know if Ottawa mm-hmm. has anything in that sense. They've got a ton of prospects playing all over the place. Like I think they had 10 picks in the 2020 draft and they've already signed seven of them. They signed all seven of their picks from 2019. And in this upcoming draft, they've got their two seconds. The Eric Carlson trade is still going on with this second rounder. And then finally the, uh, the bandits will make way after getting Tim Stutzla, Josh Norris, the list goes on and on there. But with that and the seven assets in the Carlson trade, that's kind of the, the base is that there's this wide variety of prospects with Ottawa and any sort of readiness from, hey, maybe he could play on your third line next year, but don't mm-hmm. force it, to a guy who's still in junior like Ridley Gregg, who had 32 points in 21 games and was a 28th overall pick. He brings – you know what? He's actually – he was on our show a couple months ago, Ridley Gregg. He said he's been often compared to Nazem Kadri. Wow. So if that's a guy who you think could grow into that player, then maybe Joe Sackick's more inclined to make that sort of trade with Ottawa. But to me, it would, it would have to be for futures – and then if you're Sackick, maybe you attack through the uh, maybe you attack through the draft and, and that or sorry, attack through free agency and mm-hmm. add to your lot lineup that way. Hmm. All right. Well, uh, I guess so uh, a prediction. And then I quickly want to ask you about uh, where you think the, the centers go in the draft. So do prediction. Do you think it happens? Yes or no? Uh, I'm going to say no, just because I have trouble finding a fit. And I think Joe Sackick is in such a win now mode that. It's going to be tough to satisfy that craving with what Ottawa has to offer. I don't think the 10th pick is in play for a player like that with one year left. So if it was a 28-year-old and you could sign a two-year extension for it, maybe then then you could be convinced that 
10th overall would be the right play. But to me, it's just, it's just tough to find a, a connection unless it's part of a bigger trade. But to me, yeah, unless you're looking for multiple future assets that could improve the farm team more than anything, then it might, yeah. you might be barking up the wrong tree as much as I, I think that the management team in Ottawa would love to have Kadri a part of it. That's a good point. Like I you, think you just wait one more year and you get him in free agency. Right. Type thing. Yeah. Yeah. That's a very good point. So if he really wants to go there, you can just wait it out a year. So good point. Uh, and then I always love the draft, uh, not just from the avalanche perspective, just in general, I love drafts. So um, Ottawa, you said Ottawa's picking nine or uh, 10, 10. 10, and then two in the early second round, 39 and 42. Okay. So uh, what, what do you think they're, they're looking at and who do you think they go with uh, for Man, the if, 10th? If Mason McTavish is on the board, that's the name I love. He's an Ottawa boy, grew up 10 minutes away from uh, where the Sens play out West. And he went over to Switzerland and played against men this year. Obviously the OHL was shut down the whole year and had like 10 points in his last six games, really just, you know, established himself as not only like a grinder as, as an intense player, but a guy who's got an unbelievable shot and can score. So I'm looking at, uh, at him right off the bat. And then Ottawa loves bloodlines. Like if you look at their organization, half the guys pl- dads played in the NHL, it's actually uncanny. Wow. So a guy like Cole Sillinger, I think from a team perspective is a guy who fits that bill, but also has skill himself. Like we had uh, Scott Wheeler on the show, uh, today and tomorrow he's with the athletic and he said he thinks Cole Sillinger would be an unbelievable fit in Ottawa so he's a second guy I'm keeping my eye on but they've taken a defenseman in each of the last three first rounds so that at the back of your head Jacob Bernard Docker in 2018 Lassie Thompson 2019 and then Jake Sanderson the uh, crown jewel of those three at fifth overall last year so wow. man we're fired up for the draft but yeah it's uh, it's looking like it'll probably be a forward and if if that's the case then a centerman would be my preference i don't know if he'll fall i mean the draft is so weird this year because it, it, it it's so tough to get a, a read on guys so who knows where guys are going to fall but uh if i don't see i mean at at 10 if kent johnson falls to 10 Oh, yeah, that's a no-brainer. I didn't even Holy put him crap. in just because uh, Scott Wheeler has him at second on his rank. So See, that's what that, I'm saying. Like, he, he, at that, I've never, I have not heard him at, at two. I've heard him at like five and six, and I've also heard him at like 12. So, yeah, I think 10 is a stretch for him. But uh, if, if he falls for whatever reason um, and Ottawa somehow able to scoop him up, you guys are sitting. Oh, I would ready. love that, man. Holy crap. So... All right, Ross. Uh, I thank you so much for doing this. Like I said, this was oh, like short notice. 100%. Well, I, I feel like we might be doing this later in the summer if and okay. when Ottawa and Colorado decide to uh, swap some assets here. If, if it happens, we will do this again for sure. So uh, uh, Awesome. Get, awesome. Thanks get, a lot, Chris. Really get, appreciate you reaching out. Absolutely. Get back to uh, slinging the drinks and uh, yes, we'll talk sir. to you soon. Cheers, brother. Can't wait to have one with you sometime down the road. <laughs> absolutely, man. Definitely. All right. Hey, take we'll, it easy. All right. Yeah. All right. So uh, big thank you to Ross for uh, short notice jumping on the show. But I do want to get in our last sponsor of the day before we wrap it up. RockAuto.com. And with the ever increasing numbers and makes and models, it's now impossible for your local chain auto parts store to stock all the parts you need. Why endure often pointless or seemingly intimidating questioning and wait while the person behind the counter orders the parts on their computer, choosing only the brands their warehouse happens to carry. You have a computer and you have access to rockauto.com at your home and in your pocket. Save time and money when using Rock Auto. 
They are a family business serving do-it-yourselfers for over 20 years. The prices are reliably low for every customer. Go explore their easy-to-use website today and find the solution to your auto parts needs. RockAuto.com. Head on over there right now and see all the parts available for your car or truck. Make sure you write locked on in there. How did you hear about us section so they know that we sent you to them. Amazing selection, reliably low prices, all the parts your car will ever need. That is rockauto.com. So to kind of wrap up here, things Ross was saying, uh, and, and I kind of just threw it right out there at the end. Do you think this will happen? And he said, you know, no. Uh and I'm kind of, you know, he, he knows his stuff. You can just hear it in his voice. Uh, and and none of this was, we didn't, we didn't have this plan. So it wasn't like, Hey, I'm going to ask you these questions. And it was just like, Hey, let's do this. And you know, within five minutes we were, we were going live. So just the stuff I was throwing out at him, it was, you know, he had no time to say like, Oh, well, I'll, I'll answer this question this way. And you can just hear all of his, you know, regurgitating just Senator stuff. So he knows his stuff, so I, I, I'm kind of, I'm kind of, I'll, I'll ride with him. He says he doesn't think it's going to happen. He, he would like for it to happen, and it would make sense. And I think Kadri would be a good fit. He thinks Kadri would be a good fit, but for for what cost? And and that's where I think things are going to fall apart because the ABS are in win now mode, and if you know you're giving up. Even though he he is, you know, some people feel that Kadri is in that liability mode, and you can't you can't argue against that. But he does bring a lot to the Avs, and is what the Avs would get back an immediate return like what Kadri can give you? And I think the answer to that would be no. It would be good. It, it would they would be good prospects, but the Avs have enough of those. As good as the Avs are. Uh, their prospect pool is as good as what Ottawa has, so they might not need what they could, what Ottawa could offer them. And I think that's where this will hit a roadblock. Unless the Avs are happy with just getting more draft picks, but more draft picks brings more prospects. So where's the the point in that? I I, I don't know. Like in theory, a lot of it makes sense, and all the parts, if they you know would, would, wherever these parts are going namely Kadri to Ottawa fits, but, uh, you know, Sackick's just not going to give him away because if Joe Sackick feels like he's a liability and, and we don't know where Sackick's head is at when it comes to Kadri. Uh, but I, I, Ottawa makes a lot of sense, but the return doesn't. So, uh, and you know, you hear, you hear it with pretty good conviction in, in how Ross explains it kind of go with him on that so but you never know <laughs> it could happen who who knows this is going to be this is another thing why the off season for the avalanche is going to be insanely insanely interesting so that will be it for today everybody uh thanks for tuning in another big thank you to ross for jumping on hopefully we'll have him on again down in the future if the avalanche and uh, senators make any news together uh definitely have them on again um, head over to the Twitter page right now. You have Jonas Donskoy up and uh, his for his uh, his season grade. So it's been up for a little while. It's be up for the rest of the day, and we will discuss the results from that on Friday show and Thursday. 
It's another Spotify green room. So uh, make sure you download that app. And if you're already following me on Twitter, you'll get notified when the room goes live. Should be between 9.30 and 10 o'clock Eastern time. And that's when all the Avalanche fans come on. Join the show live with me. Talk some Avs. If you don't want to talk live, there is a chat feature, which you can talk to the other fans as well. So always fun to do those things. Uh, And that's going to be it. So get a hold of me. Let me know what you think. Do you think uh, Ross changed your mind at all about Kadri going to Ottawa? Or uh, do you do you still feel like it's a possibility? Let me know. LockedOnAvalanche at gmail.com. And we will see everybody tomorrow in the green room. Have a good night. Here's Jovi. Go, Abs, go.